This is Thanksgiving week, and we've been talking about getting ready for a successful Thanksgiving. Today, we're going to talk about growing a grateful heart in your child. to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And uh, Dr. Barnes, yesterday you gave all of us parents a really great idea to have a poster and put it up on your fridge. And every day leading up to Thanksgiving, every person in the house should write down one thing they're thankful for. And what, you, you read it on Thanksgiving Day? Well, actually, once we did read it Thanksgiving, we actually bring the poster board to the table. For Thanksgiving, we read a passage in the Bible on gratitude and uh, usually have the youngest child at the table read that. Cool. And uh, then I read them. And if I, they don't make sense, it's got their initials. I read the poster board and ask and uh, causes tremendously awesome conversation at the table. It guides the conversation in a direction. It opens the door for a direction of we ought to be grateful. I, I remember one year, and you'll remember this here in South Florida, when Hurricane Andrew hit, and oh, yes. we all went a long time without power and yeah. without air conditioning. And I remember uh, one of the children putting actually on the poster board, thank you for electricity. Thank you, mm. Jesus, for electricity. And it went on from there, all those things that you forget about. Yeah, you do. And it should be that way. It's the little things. Uh, a couple months ago, uh, when the kids were starting their rec season at soccer, my youngest stepdaughter, Hannah, came in and the first day after practice, the first night, we sat down, we were praying for the food, and she says, God, thank you for my skills. Mm. <laughs> and so we thought it was, you know, we all kind of chuckled because everybody else plays soccer. It was her first time doing it for real. And so after the prayer, we asked her, what, what What do you mean by skills? She's like, well, because I can kick the ball. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's, little, I mean, reality. But yeah, and, and you think about it, you can. You're physically able to run around that field and kick the ball. And we should be grateful, too. You know what? I get a car to go to work. I have air conditioning. I have electricity. And uh, and we have so much more in this country than oh. it's all over the world. So where does, where does gratitude begin in a home? And I think it begins in a home in the parent. Yeah. Am I somebody that always wants another, wants a new, can't can't wait for it? It's it's very interesting. Yesterday or sometime this week, uh, finally BlackBerry came out and said they have their own version of the iPad, and it was the buzz. And I was at a restaurant with a, some businessmen, and it was at our table and the other table. And we all have more technology than we know how to use. But I've, I've got, I wonder, when's it out? Really, do you know how much it is? When can we get it? And we can't wait to have the next. And it's not only wait to have the next, but we want to have the next before the guys at the other table have it. I want mm-hmm. to be walking in with that. And our whole mentality, yeah. rather than who could I buy that for? Is there a young pastor that that would be very cool to enhance his ministry? No, me, me. I want to be the first. I think we've, we've got to decide that it is, and we talked about this yesterday, it is mandatory. It'll curse my child's life if they don't develop a grateful heart because they'll never Never have enough. But uh, the next step is then it's mandatory that I set the example. Yeah, I think it starts there. And what would you say? It's not necessarily that you have nice things because that's not a bad thing. Uh, right. But it's uh, sort of making it a point that, hey, I'm going to be verbally and openly grateful about the things that I have in front of my kids so that they know. And many of us have experienced that, you know what? We could be losing this. We could lose our house. Right. We could lose this car. Uh, this is not a permanent thing just because we have money to Today doesn't mean, and we went through that this year too, where we had lots of stuff, 
dad lost his job and we had to go through that with the kids and say, kids, we need to pray. Are we going to have food on the table? Praise God. Yes, we live in America. But uh, we're, we went through some tough times and boy, we are grateful for every dollar that goes into that bank account now. Mm, it does start with me and, and it starts with me if the children know that we have spending power, but do we spend it or give? Is it spending power or giving power? Mm. You know, it's the verse in Ephesians 4.28. It says, if, if you are a thief, stop stealing. Begin using your hands for honest work to do what? It's very interesting. In the second half of Ephesians 4.28, begin using your hands for honest work, the verse finishes with, so you can buy lots of stuff for yourself. It doesn't say that. Mm. Begin using your hands for honest work and then give generously to others in need. To help my children get the fun of giving. And I think Thanksgiving can be a part of that in the example we set. The Saturday before Thanksgiving every year at Sheridan House where I work, uh, we have children's homes, but our largest ministry is a single mom ministry. And we work annually with about 3,800 single moms and their children, helping them. And one of the things we do is give away turkeys and Thanksgiving food the Saturday before. Uh, The people of the community deliver massive amounts of turkeys to us and corporations and even Years ago, and I don't even know this was legal, so I have to be careful how I say it over the air. Judge find a man 300 turkeys to Sheridan House, uh, which actually <laughs> launched this thing. But we got all these turkeys, and we have, and, and we, you know, Publix made it possible for us to have walk in freezers. And so we've got all these walk in freezers at Sheridan House. The number of men that have used that wisely and brought their sons because the moms come through, get stuff, and they come back out the other end, and we don't let them carry anything. We walk them to their cars, we carry the groceries, we carry the turkey to treat them like they should be treated. And the number of dads that can I come, can I still come this year? And it's kind of the reverse. We need you there this year. Yeah. But they come and they bring their sons and they carry everything and they, it's a form of give back. And it's really for their kids because their kids will ask, Dad, how come they're giving them turkeys? Because they don't have any money. We just automatically think, how, many, how much food are we going to have too much yeah. at the Thanksgiving table? They don't have any money, and we're helping Sheridan House help them out. I think that's a, a great example. I think that's a great use of time, but I think that's a great illustration to help my children go, whoa, I just can't imagine that. I, I just thought, how much more can I get? And I'm already thinking at Thanksgiving, what am I going to get for Christmas? Wow, it's just a month away. Rather than what can I give? What can I do? So I always wanted to use this season in any way I could with my children to develop a grateful heart, not a greedy heart, and get them starting to think of, of how blessed we are and the things we're thankful for. Thanksgiving happened two different, Thanksgiving launched and then was made a national holiday two different times. It was launched, and if, if the, you know, this is Tuesday, if you don't know the Squanto story, then you need to go online and get it. Because the Squanto story, and we will tell it Thanksgiving, but for many of you, it will be after you've eaten. Mm-hmm. So go online and get it, because it's one of the most amazing, and, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good stories on planet Earth, about this Indian that was twice taken as a slave off the coast of America and taken back to Europe wow. two times wow. and how God used him and and changed his life forever. It's a modern day Joseph story. Um, but in that, the pilgrims were incredibly grateful, even though half the pilgrims died the first year, 105 landed and half of them died. Only three families were left intact. Uh, and did not lose a, a family member. And they decided to have a celebration for what they had rather than have a weeping for what they lost. Mm. And it was a worship service. It was a three or four day worship service. 
President Lincoln realized we need to come back in the middle of Civil War, and he made it a national holiday to bring Thanksgiving back in the midst of this torn-up nation. I think we're a little torn up now, yeah. and I think we're a little challenged right now, and I think we're a little worried, and, and uh, whatever it is that we're worried about, we need to come back to the table and give the children the privilege of gratitude rather than the fear of greed, and I'm not getting. Yeah. And that, for me, is what Thanksgiving is about, and it's a gratitude where... Kids, it's not a gratitude to your dad. I appreciate, I'm grateful for my dad. It's a gratitude to Jesus. And in reality, some kids don't even have a dad, but in reality, God is your father. I'm your dad, God is your father, and he's the one that provides. Getting that focus for them will give your children a security. If all of their lives happens to be, so-and-so is wearing something I don't have, I want one of those. Uh, When can I get one of those? How can I have one of those? Can I have more of those? It's insatiable. And it's depressing. Mm -hmm. And it's also a lack of satisfaction. I expect that in a child. We should not expect that in adults. We certainly should should not expect that in Christian adults. But it's a job because the world is taught to market you to be dissatisfied until you have our product. We got to work at it. Yeah, I think it comes also down to who do you want to please in life? If we're Mm. living for ourselves, um, then we're always going to be greedy. There's also a verse in uh, Hebrews 13, 16 says, don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. If we're trying to please God, we're going to give to those in need. We're going to do good things. Why? Because it's out of a grateful heart because we're trying to please God. I mean, there's a connection there, I think. And when you do good, I think you do good because you're grateful. So there's an underlying pleasing God equals gratefulness. And I think that translates to kids sometimes more in action, though, than in words. You can say, you know, God has given this to us. Well, they know you go to work and you get your paycheck and you're talking about bills and all that. So how do you translate God gave this to us equals we really are here to please God. We need to do good. We have to act it out. Exactly. By doing you know, Martin Luther called James the straw gospel, but the book of James says faith without works is dead. It doesn't mean if you don't work, you don't, you're not a believer. It just means your faith muscle. If I never use this muscle, it atrophies. Mm. I've got to use this muscle. It's a faith muscle that I've got to use. And, and, and faith is doing things for other people, giving things for the gospel cause for other people, whether I get anything back or not, and hopefully nothing back, and just the pleasure of learning to give. Rebecca, my daughter-in-law, grew up in an awesome home, and her dad, Christmas Eve, they would go to church, and after church Christmas Eve, when the children were all little, they had already purchased a massive amount of white sweat socks, and and they would take these socks all over Washington, D.C. She grew up actually almost down the block for where I I grew up. And hand them out to homeless people. They would find homeless people Christmas Eve and give so that their feet would something as basic as that. Were they doing that for the homeless? Yes, but they were also doing that for the children. For the children to see, wow, they don't even, daddy, they don't even have socks. And it's cold Christmas Eve in Washington, D.C. Yeah, handing it out. And so taking advantage of teaching that. One of the things we have always done is we have always invited people that are not family members to spend Thanksgiving with us. Mm -hmm. And just some years we have invited uh, people who work at Sheridan House who don't have family here. Some years we've invited multiple single moms. Some years we invited a whole bunch of school teachers who were single at the school my children uh, went to just so they could all be at our Thanksgiving table. Does it make it a different Thanksgiving? Yes. Does it sometimes make it awkward reading the board? Okay, this is really <laughs> dorky reading the reading the white poster board in front of all the things we're thankful for. But it always turned out awesome. 
how do we share more of us and how do we get our children so excited that it's not about you? Mm-hmm. There's a camp in the Midwest called Kanakuk at the end of the year. And Roby got this award one year. At the end of the year, they give the I'm Third Award. And it's a sports camp camp. It's a Christian camp sports camp. And they're announcing the I'm Third Award as the final award. And I'm kind of like, wow, what is who wants to be third? And I'm thinking, I'm third award. I really initially thought, okay, this is so typical right here. We're an anti-competition and all that. I'm, I'm third or I'm last. Yay for me. Here's the trophy for everybody. Last shall be first. Yes. Uh, well, exactly. That's what it was, actually. Because they, the I'm third award is God first, you second, me third. Wow. And I realized that we all ought to be striving for the I'm third award. But that has to be taught. That has to be taught. We have to teach our children to give thanks. And it says in Colossians 3.16, all the while giving thanks and all the things you do, all the while giving thanks. First Thessalonians 5.18, always be thankful. You know, there's so many verses about all these things. End of the day here, that has to be taught. And that has to be caught. Nobody's naturally like that. They've got to be taught to be thankful, but they've got to watch that I'm thankful, that I sit at a table and I'm grateful to God. Today, kids, we just gave a car away to a single mom. As I was driving away, I realized we gave a car to a single mom. She was weeping when she got the car. The first thing she did was get in the car, turn it on. It had air. She hasn't had air in two years and air conditioning in a car. And she got back out and we had her pastor hand the keys, kids. And to her, so she could be grateful to her pastor. And I'm kind of watching at a distance, taking a picture. And she came over to me I, because I know her from other things. And she's thankful to me. And I left that, went through the office, got my briefcase. And matter-of-factly, got in my Chevy truck, turned it on. Matter-of-factly, got air blown all over me at the max level. <laughs> drove out and forgot to go, thank you, Lord, my car started. Thank you, Lord, I have a car. Thank you, I have air conditioning. We forget, kids, how much we have. And teaching that to my children. Teaching a grateful heart so that God can use them. There are so many times I'm talking to people about coming in the ministry and they can't take the pay cut because everything they have they spend and they're not there. They're in debt because they have a greedy heart and and not a gracious heart. I want to raise a generation who has a grateful heart and that has to be take the focus off of me and learn the discipline and the awesomeness. It is more blessed to give than receive because the American culture says it's awesomely blessed to get. You've been listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. here on Parenting on Purpose. If you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries and the Boys and Girls Homes, go online to shfm.org. You can find a lot of resources there as well for parents, even for your marriage, and all the proceeds go to help the children's homes. You can also just give directly if you'd like right now by sending a simple two-letter text. Just send the letters SH, it's short for Sheridan House, and send it to 41518. And if you want to hear today's program all over again, even sign up to get it automatically with the corresponding blog or even on the apps, that's online at parentingonpurpose.org. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for more on raising a grateful child here on Parenting on Purpose. Yes.